0: A few minutes. This is Dr. Karen Bonnie. Today we're gonna talk about me. And who better to connect with me on the questions about me is going to be, I would like to say, my new acquaintance, Grace Ibrahim. It's great to be here. Great to be on the other side of the
1: podcast. I've been
0: helping out with it
1: a lot, and it's just been so fun to see it come to life. I think that's the best part about this. Is when Karen and I first met, it was kind of just like, I have this idea. Do you think we can do this? And then it happened, and that's like my favorite part of my job. So, happy to be here, happy to do this episode. I always think it's nice for your audience to get to know your host, so I'm here to help with that. Perfect. I don't know if we ever really started off with the question or ever really touched on the question of why did you want to start a podcast? What got you into like podcasting other than of course you have
0: a great voice for it? <laughs>
1: I know that's been said yes. by mutual friends, but yeah, what's the why behind the podcast?
0: Yeah. So um, back when I had my my private business, like the first go around when I first started it, I definitely was in the phase of what do you do for marketing? Okay, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. I'm going to make videos. I'm going to have, you know, social media presence. But I never at that point ever even thought podcast because to be honest, I personally don't listen to that many of them, especially back then, it wasn't my thing. And so I was like, "Eh, never mind. And so it wasn't until now. And as we mentioned, you know, someone reminded me that I have a good voice for a podcast. And at this point in the game, I'm like, I don't know why I didn't back then. But why not now? And I'm definitely one of the people who likes to challenge myself and try things that I know nothing about. And this definitely is that because I still can't Vouch for the fact that I personally listen to a million podcasts. I don't. And so I think it's also been a fun journey of like making my own and then also starting now to like listen to others almost as how do I learn more about what other people are doing? And so it's nice. It's kind of like I just opened a door that was a room that I never thought I would even be in. I love that. Have you picked up a podcast that you like recently? There is one that was called Pain Deframed, I believe, or Reframed. I'm, I'm totally blanking on it. But I liked that because in my professional world, I'm getting into more pain neuroscience education. And so I started listening to that one. And then, honestly, last night I started the Meat Eater podcast, which has been around for millions of years, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> And so, of course, I love that topic, and just listening to what they're having to say is kind of fun. So, those are the two that are like on the forefront of my screen.
1: Yeah. Podcasts are such a good commuter. Like if you have time and you just need like a little background yep. companion. It's nice to just turn on a podcast. You kind of feel like someone's there with you.
0: Totally. I actually, I find, cause I don't, you know, we all probably don't want to admit that we want to be scrolling less on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I definitely feel like as of late in my world, I have been doing a lot more of that. And so to me, the podcast was okay, at least you're going to learn something. So like, let's listen to a podcast instead of scrolling and like having your face in your phone. So that has also been a nice switch for me.
1: So, okay. So podcasting is one thing that you've done recently. That's new. Is there anything else you picked up that's like a new hobby? That you're doing?
0: No, I would say, no, I'm still dabbling in my new hobbies of over the last couple of years, like the hunting and the archery. Recently, I'm still trying to learn my motorcycle. So that's still very fresh and new. Uh, That's a pretty solid list.
1: Like I think I would want you on my list of like the world's ending apocalypse. Who do you call? Like Karen's on the list.
0: I don't know if I can call this a hobby, but by all means, I'm kind of obsessed with wine. And so, um, (laughs) I mean, you know, bow and arrow, archery, wine, motorcycle. Well, you need a little break
1: within those. I think a little downtime. That's understandable. I've always wanted to get a bike. I don't know why I haven't like gone for the license and just at least like learn
0: the skills so that like when I am prepared for it, I can get it. Yep. I definitely recommend it. And I can give you some recommendations for, because I took the class in Northern Virginia. Was it hard?
1: Was it like... a a lot harder than you'd expect.
0: Yes. Well, I am an overthinker. So maybe for somebody that's not in my shoes, it would be easy. But I thought it was incredibly difficult because it was such a complex, multi-dimensional. like your hands are doing, both your hands are doing something, both your feet are doing something. And you're supposed to have that ability to do that within like two days. I would also love to share, it's really funny because you have a a test at the end. You have a written test and a practical test on the bike and the practical test, of course, you're surrounded by, you know, 20 other people and you will get called out for not passing the, you know, this is test number A, test number B. I literally didn't get one because they let you do it again, but just as an FYI, I didn't get one on the first try. And the reason was, is because he said, Karen, you have to go faster than that for us to pass you. And I was like, no, I felt like I was going really fast and I was not. And so that's the other piece of it where I'm like, you just, you feel like you're out of control. That's really funny
1: because when I took my first driving test, that's what happened to me. Actually, I didn't pass technically because they were like, you kind of stopped in the middle of the road because my, (laughs) my like brake was so, I was already going so slow. And then my brake just made like the car stopped and they were like, you can't just stop. And and that was like that one thing. It was over a little bump.
0: Safety hazard... And then anything you want to pick up? Um, yes, 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 yes. I, especially since I'm up here in New England now, I would love to learn cross-country skiing because as we discussed in my other one, skiing downhill is not my thing, but I would like to like do the exercise flat path. And I've already found a few locations that I can go to. But then the other piece of it, because you know, I love my dog. I would love to see if I could get him to do like cross-country skiing where he's pulling me Oh, um and so funny. he's like exercising and I'm going. So I would love like a wintry activity like that. That's my to-do list for soon.
1: Uh okay. So, where were you born?
0: Yeah, that's great. I was born in Missouri, Springfield, Missouri.
1: Okay. And then grew up there for how long?
0: I was only there until I was 5 and then my family we moved to North Carolina, and so most of my life was outside of like the Winston-Salem area, tiny town, very rural. Yeah. For the rest of my life, there. That's awesome.
1: Okay. And then you moved out to Northern Virginia for a career, I'm assuming.
0: Yep. I went to South Carolina for grad school. North Carolina was um, my uh, undergrad and then was like, I'm sick of the Carolinas. I need to be near a city. Honestly, when I graduated my PT grad program, I applied everywhere across the nation. (laughs) My mom hated it. Luckily, the East Coast version of what I picked uh, said yes to me. So I moved up to the DC area and Weirdly, like I first lived in Maryland, and then I quickly moved to DC, and then was in DC for eight years, and then I moved to Virginia. So I just kind of like skirted around the whole area.
1: What do you love the most about living out here? Because I'm out in Northern Virginia. For anybody listening, that's why I'm asking.
0: <laughs> I I truly did love that there was everything around it. Like I felt like I never had a dull moment. The city was great when I lived in it. The variety, the constant food options, the activities. The fact that you could, I never went to the beach, but you could get to a beach if you really wanted to. I was big into just, t- as stupid as it sounds, the Potomac River, was just nasty in most people's eyes, I thought was great. You know, I paddleboarded on it. I love the idea of having just a water source nearby. So that was really great because it was easy access. And then if you wanted to go further into Virginia and hit some mountains, you could. And so I loved that that was a pretty nice variety to live in that area and still be so close to things. That is true. It's very
1: diverse out here in terms of like nature and the things that you could do and yep. a lot of cool
0: activities.
1: And then Pete did you always know it was going to be physical therapy and like that kind of path or did you kind of have a different...
0: No, that's a, that's a lovely question. I'm glad you're bringing that up because I think it's kind of a good story. It's kind of a cheesy story, but I knew I always wanted to do medical. I just, for whatever reason, knew that. And so what everyone kind of normally does when you're in middle school, high school, whatever, thinking, Hey, I want to do medicine. You start volunteering at the hospital. And so I was doing that. And they basically, every time I went, they rotated me into different sections. And I, as silly as it is, Could not stop smiling and was the happiest when I was in the physical therapy department every time I got to rotate through. And so I, at that point was like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. But I always, it was funny. I always was like, I wonder if I'm going to change my mind. I always was wondering, am I going to change my mind at any point in this process? and I never did. And so here I am. And I think I was just kind of drawn to it. Right. But I do think it's a great profession to care for people and to be able to do it in like the sporty way that I myself kind of vibe in.
1: Did you do any sports growing up?
0: Yes and no. Some may be like, I don't know if that's a sport, Karen, but I ran track and I was a swimmer. So very individual sports. I I think if I could like go back in the day, I would have forced myself to do a team sport a little bit more aggressively because I now as an adult, I'm like, how much value is that team sport mentality and moment. So I highly recommend anyone with young out there, like try to get them to do team sports and maybe individual sports. So that way they can get both experiences, but yeah, so swimming and track. And then it was in undergrad when I just became a freaking gym rat. I didn't know much about that in high school, but was getting super obsessed with it in college and then continued it into grad school became a trainer, was training people and did that all the way through PT school.
1: I was going to have a follow up, but I feel like you answered it of like what's the best part of your job.
0: Yeah, that is no, that's a great question. What's the best part of my job? I think the best part of my job is working with people who are motivated enough to see that change and see the monumental the monumental changes that can happen to someone's quality of life even if it's a small thing. And so what i what i will say is that i think a lot of people make this assumption that oh you have the best job ever it must be so rewarding it's not always rewarding and it's sometimes more rare that i get to be with someone who really like crushes the situation is so self motivated because i think that's sometimes the misconception of sometimes medicine in general is All this medical professional nonsense out there is here to just fix you and you don't have to actively participate in it. And that is 100% not accurate. If I could spread that, you know, vibe to anyone, I think that's what I would what I would emphasize. And so when I get to work with someone who naturally does that, they have a deficit, I know what they need to get back to, they're willing to work, they listen to my recommendations, it just goes. And that to me is the most beautiful thing to see kind of like the way you said, like, you know, you start a pod, somebody says, Hey, I think I might want to do a podcast, and they know nothing about it. And you get them to a place where they're doing that. But you're you're seeing them progress and you're just guiding them along the way. And I think that's mm-hmm. the most rewarding part of it to me is when I get them energized about it and or when I see that they bought into something so much that I know they're going to keep that for the rest of who knows how long. They learned something, they're going to apply it, and they're going to apply it for what often is life.
1: I feel like in any profession, creating partnerships with people, whether it be like PT or podcast creation content creation it's like a two-way street yeah we have really good
0: communication so I feel like we make that work so it makes me appreciate it very so here's life right life is a bunch of crap and a bunch of good stuff and so if you don't have the crap you don't appreciate the good stuff and so it very much makes me appreciate the patient encounters that I do have that they mean so much more when when they're on that side of the spectrum yeah That makes a lot of sense.
1: Bouncing off of the PT question and then into life in general. So two things. So do you have a PT motto and then do you have a life motto?
0: Ooh, these are great. So for PT, I would say the motto that I try to instill in my patients is that we're not perfect. We're not perfect human beings physically. We will never be. But how do you handle and own the dysfunction that you have and make it work? Towards what you ultimately want to do. So I think there's a there's a big piece of like, oh, I got injured and now I'm never, you know, is this gonna be the same as it was before the surgery? And I'm like, no, no, it's not. And I'm I'm sorry if anybody led you the wrong way and said that you're gonna be fine after surgery, quote unquote normal, because that's what everybody often thinks. And so even after big injury, I don't want anyone to ever think like it's going to be a hundred percent normal. But what I will say is, I am very confident that I'm going to get you to a place where you feel 100% normal. And we're going to work towards a scenario where you get strong where you need to. You have the stability where you need to. So you can support your body physically in whatever heck you want to be doing activity-wise. And so I think the notion of the perfection thing, and it's not going to be perfect, but I can get you to a place where you're probably going to be pretty freaking happy with whatever you're doing. That's awesome. And life. Oh, my life motto is... Definitely. Always keep adventuring. I think that, you know, it's easy for a lot of people, myself included to stay in a comfort zone because why would we not? It's super comfy, but I have also learned that my drive is to push that limit. And I will also have moments of, oh my gosh, I don't want to be outside this comfort zone, but I have had so many more valuable experiences on the other side that I almost like can't put the light out within me, right? I feel like every couple of years, if I haven't been doing something a little crazy, a little edgy, a little pushy, it kind of creeps up inside of me. And I feel like I just have to satisfy this thing. And the thing is, let me adventure. Let me push my boundaries. Let me try something new. Let me find a new scenario. Number one, that's a very good life motto. I love that. I'm all about that.
1: (laughs) But number two, in terms of adventure, if someone handed you a plane ticket, today, but you could fill in the blank to the destination where would you go?
0: The Amalfi Coast.
1: Where have you traveled to that you would absolutely go back to or want to go back to?
0: I love that question because there's a lot of the places that I have been to where on on my head and in my checklist, I'm like, "Mm, one and done. Don't need to do that again. I, I loved, but not to say that I didn't love going, but it was like, but I still have way more to do. So I definitely am not the repeat just for unnecessary So for there to be a place that I actually want to like repetitively go, the one that pops into my head, and I don't really know why besides just the things that I love over there, but is Colorado. I love, love, love Colorado, specifically like Colorado Springs, the freaking incline. I don't know why, but I think either I went during a certain time in my life where it kind of just, that was a super adventurous mountainy I I think I learned that I love mountains, not necessarily for skiing, but just, I love the beautiful scenery of like a ginormous mountain. It just, it, it really is humbling. It makes you feel small in a good way. And it makes kind of the world seem a little bit bigger. And so I love Colorado and I've sent, but again, I I've since like found other mountain ranges that are just as beautiful and also great and make me feel that way too. So Colorado's on my list. I've never been. There's
1: so much more to the US that I need to explore. So, okay, in terms of repeat, that word brought up my next question. What's that one movie that you could just
0: watch over and over again? Oh, that's a good one too. I'm definitely not a super big movie watcher at this day in my age. And so I feel like my the one that I always say for this question is such a long time ago but I still freaking like the movie it's called man on fire with Denzel Washington yep I don't know why again like I don't like repeating things because I don't know why I just don't and so if I have something that I've watched more than once and actually enjoyed it repeatedly and it was it was man on fire Denzel will do that to you you know right <laughs> he's one of my
1: favorite actors so he's so good that's amazing what's one book that's changed your life
0: hmm
1: and it doesn't have to change anyone else's but What's one that changed yeah. yours?
0: It is the one I mentioned in I can't even remember what episode, but it's the subtle art of not giving an F. Yep. I think I deep down want that to be like an easy light switch flip for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not, it hasn't been. It's still something I'm constantly working on because I do I I kind of think too much about all the small stuff. I probably worry too much about the small stuff. And so the idea behind this book. I've read it multiple times thinking like this time it's going to be flip of a switch, switch my personality. It's never going to do that. Maybe if I just accept that, then that's the whole point. I love the idea behind it. And I just, I think it's for those of us that worry too much and think too much about everything, like the subtle art of not giving an F is part of it. I like that. Cause I'm an overthinker too. So yeah.
1: <sighs> okay. Last question. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's been a bad i'm trying to set the scene here so it's been a bad day you know you just it's that last straw you get home you're like i just need that comfort food what's that comfort food
0: ooh okay this brings me back to like southern roots i genuinely love fried chicken and homemade mac and cheese it's funny because i i wouldn't say that i even have a place that i can get it at but if i if i'm on like a buffet line at someone's holiday party I 100% always grab the mac and cheese, hands down, unless it looks like it came from a box or something, then maybe I don't get it. But like a good fried chicken tender, I just – I don't know. I just love it. That's amazing. That was the food at my wedding.
1: Uh, We had a Southern (laughs) southern barbecue. This is actually the last question because I just thought of another
0: question for you.
1: Okay. What's one thing that – people would be super surprised to learn about you.
0: Yes, that's a good one. Back back in the day during grad school and like when I was fresh into my PT career, I competed in figure competitions and I did decently well. I got I got some trophies on my wall. That's awesome. Wait, so are we talking like figure skating? No, thank you for clarifying. Figure, like if you've if you've heard of like or seen bodybuilding competitions. So, oh, okay. So the female bodybuilding is the big bulky. They do the same poses as the male bodybuilding. So it's more familiar to what people know. And there's like three or four different categories for females. There's bikini. There's figure. So figure is there, the judges are still looking for size and symmetry of your physique, but the poses are a little bit different. Um, They're not the same as the bodybuilding, like big bulky images, but figure compared to bikini, bikini is a little more just like, Hey, we look good. We do some poses. So figure was a little more in between. Bikini and bodybuilding for females. Oh my gosh,
1: good for you! I swear, I thought you meant figure skating, and I was like, "Wait, how have we never?" T- I mean, this seems more
0: <laughs> in line. Figure with- skating is cool too. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so funny. That's amazing though. I know how much goes into all of that and
0: the preparation and just, crazy. It's not realistic for life. That's what I will say. One thing I learned from that.
1: Right. I mean, I don't want to say like time consuming, but you do have to commit
0: a lot of your time to making sure you're on like a, yes. a very strict schedule, right? Yep. So when I did my last show, it was, um, that first, maybe the end of my first year as a PT career full-time. And I twofold was like, number one, I physically am, am seeing a deficit in my ability to work because I was so exhausted and like low energy. And I had to deal with patients all day. I was like, Ooh, this probably isn't a good thing to do as a full-time caseload. And then second, the amount of time that I wasn't able to dedicate in the gym because I had a full-time job as compared to the people I was competing with, I was like, well, this just sets me up to be at a deficit compared to them. So I, I felt like ha, these people don't have full-time jobs. <laughs> right, you got to listen to your body at
1: a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, <laughs> that, that concludes the episode. Thank you so much for letting me uh, ask you some questions today. This was really Thank fun. You. I hope everyone learned a thing or two. Can't wait for the next one.
0: Absolutely. And as always... If you're looking for a physical therapist, you know where to find me, KarenBonnie.com.